to the Soul Body Horse podcast, where we celebrate the horses that transform us and the modalities that take us there. I'm your host, Meredith Crawford. Today, we are joined by Meredith Barrett. And it's so fun to have Meredith on because she helps people heal their horses remotely with alternative solutions like homeopathy, nutrition, body work, and lifestyle factors. She also lives and works on a cattle ranch in Wyoming. Her formal learning began in 2019 when she entered an intensive three-year mentorship program with Dr. Madeline Ward focusing on homeopathy, horse element typing, nutrition, and eventually Bowen therapy. Meredith has also earned her certification in equine acupressure from the Northwest School of Animal Massage and is currently studying under Tracy Vroom's Cranial Connection Program, where she has completed level one and two certifications in cranial sacral therapy. Thanks so much for joining us today, Meredith. Thanks for having me on. It's fun to have another Meredith. (laughs) Just to kick things off, talk to us about what made you go down this rabbit hole with Dr. Madeline Ward and then the Northwest School of Animal Massage, then Tracy Vroom. What is the thread that you are chasing and trying to heal? Well, it started with the cult that I had. I had bred him. And then from three months old, he started developing issues. He had severe cracks in his hooves. He got infections easily. His coat didn't really shed out. He just was struggling. And I couldn't understand why because he was so young. And I had him gelded um, at like 13 months old. And that procedure got infected. And so... At that point, I was kind of at my wit's end with it. And the vets helped tell me what was wrong with them. They, they couldn't, you know, explain it. And so I had a friend that put me in touch with Madeline or she said, you know, you should reach out to Madeline. She might be able to help you. And so sure enough, I got in touch with her. And, you know, after giving my horse the first remedy, he immediately began to improve. I mean, his coat was coming back. It like, was shiny. He put weight on. And so at that point, I was pretty much sold. And so I signed up for a mentorship with Madeline. It's developed into a friendship. And I still work with her today. She kind of advises me on some cases when I have questions and things like that. So it's been a great relationship. But it's all been due to this horse, Santo. He's now four years old. And I'm in the process of starting him under saddle. And so, well, I have started him up for like five rides on him now. Today will be the sixth. And so I knew I knew this horse was going to be pivotal for me. And I, you know, I feel pretty confident in my horsemanship skills and being able to help horses. But now he's going to take me down that rabbit hole of improving my horsemanship. So that's fun. But as far as the body work and stuff is concerned, I, I live and work on a cattle ranch here. And so we have a herd of, you know, working horses, mostly quarter horses. And I have my own herd of personal horses. And so always felt limited in how I could help them, which was why homeopathy was such a pivotal moment for me, because I could make changes in my horse's health. I could improve their health. I could help them emotionally, physically, even spiritually, really with my own skills and my own my own knowledge. And so that was huge for me because then I didn't have to outsource everything. Not everything was a trip to the vet. I didn't have to call and it became my own thing. I could I could help them myself. And that was huge. I was living remotely. And so it wasn't like I could go just take them to the vet for any small thing. And so even accidents and, you know, anything that came up, I felt more confident to be able to handle it myself. And so homeopathy helped me with that a lot. But there's the whole physical side, you know, the, the riding and, and how that can be taxing on the horses. And and so I wanted to help them physically. And so that's why I started dabbling body work. And I initially learned uh, acupressure because, you know, that was suggested to me. Madeline is pretty 
excellent in, um, well, she does acupuncture um, in a lot of Chinese medicine. But anyway, so I got interested in acupressure and I got certified in that. And then I wanted to expand my horizons. And so I'm in the process of going through craniosacral course or program, shall I say. I've done two of those so far. And then, yeah, I learned Bowen just kind of as an aside. But the body work, you know, it, it all just goes back to being able to help my horses. And when things come up now, I feel more empowered to take it on myself. And I don't have to call someone necessarily. I still work closely with Madeline. And of course, in emergency situations, I take them to the vet or whatever. But it's been groundbreaking for me because I feel empowered to take their health into my hands, basically. With the clients that you work with, what do you you wish they knew about homeopathy? Or what do you wish they had with their horses? What I would like people to realize is just identifying issues sooner. A lot of times, by the time someone is calling me, they're kind of at their wits end with it because they're taking their horse to the vet and the vet can't explain to them what's going on. They don't understand and they know something's wrong with their horse, but they don't know how to help them. And at that point, it's pretty far down the road. The horse has, you know, a lot of pathology and it's gotten pretty serious. Whereas what I try and emphasize and I talk about this is I try to identify issues at like the emotional level. The second I feel like my horse is just slightly not themselves or kind of down or a little more anxious or something like that. That's where I start taking action because by the time, you know, those emotions have been suppressed, like for prolonged periods of time for years and years, or, you know, this physical issue has been going on that was unnoticed for years. And then it's caused this cascade effect throughout the body. By the time that, you know, you have serious issues that you're trying to address, there were a lot of issues that you missed earlier. I do this myself, you know, and I understand it very well. And But I have learned to try and tackle it or just take it head on right at the emotional level. And I think that also goes for ourselves. Like we have to look at ourselves and the effect that we have on our horse. And I think we all understand that philosophically, but I don't think we understand it when it's staring us in the face. When our horse is like extremely anxious, our horses are always a reflection of us um, for better or for worse, whether we want to look at that or not. And so I see this in my own horses, you know, I've experienced this where I felt like everything was okay, but it was just like winter time and I was kind of down and just like getting by. And But then sure enough, you know, a filly of mine, I bend every day with her and I'm around her all the time. And I started to notice she was a little off and, you know, just not herself. You know, I use homeopathy there. Homeopathy is great for emotional issues and great for addressing the spirit, not just, you know, yes, the physical issues, of course, but there are emotional and spiritual energetic disruptions that are happening before you even have the physical stuff manifest. Injuries and accidents aside, of course, but that is a huge pivotal thing for me too, to try and explain to people is that, you know, if we don't address these emotions or the fear or the anxiety or whatever it is, then those become suppressed in the body. And then those suppressed emotions will eventually, you know, manifest as physical symptoms. And so I think it's so important to emphasize that to people. For our listeners out there who maybe haven't tried homeopathy themselves, can you just explain what the modality is and how it works? It was developed in the 1800s by a guy named Samuel Hahnemann. Today, there's different forms of homeopathy, but what I've been trained in is classical homeopathy. And it works on an energetic level. So the remedies, um, as we call them, are made from 
plants, herbs, animal products, you know, like bee stick, uh, you know, venom or bee stings or something like that, like in flowers and natural products, basically. And it's in this like infinitesimal dose, extremely diluted dose. And what it's supposed to address the spirit or the energy of the body that it's supposed to match the vibration of the disease. And so essentially a homeopath tries to get a picture of the person or the animal. And and that includes not only what the physical symptoms are, but the emotional, the personality, the kind of quirky things about that make you, you, or, you know, your disease specific to you. And so that is how we go about picking a remedy that matches the vibration of the disease within the body. The remedies used, if they were used in excess, they would produce these symptoms. And so that's why it's all about looking at the symptoms because that's what we're trying to address. What's important about homeopathy to understand is that it's different from, I think homeopathy can sometimes be used kind of in an allopathic way. Like, well, I have a cold, so I'm going to take this remedy to address the cold. So traditional allopathic medicine like that we know nowadays, like pharmaceuticals, work in a suppressive manner that um, suppresses the symptoms into the body. So you know, that cold or that cough you have, if you're taking a cough medication, it's suppressing that into your body. It's not actually making it heal or go away. And the same goes for typical medications that we're familiar with. Whereas with homeopathy and really, you know, energetic medicine, like, you know, traditional Chinese medicine or something like that, it aims to treat at the, you know, life force level so that the body can heal itself because the body is designed to heal itself. We just have to kind of allow it, create space and kind of create that spark for it to do that. And so homeopathy is like creating that spark. And so, yeah, I think that's usually the goal. And so the cure is always the goal to not just palliating the symptoms or making the symptoms go away. I mean, obviously that is part of the goal, but goal is to heal the body from a really truly profound way, as opposed to just making the symptoms go away. Fascinating. So Then also being trained in acupressure and some of the Chinese, traditional Chinese medicine methods, how do you see an interplay between homeopathy and TCM or do you, are they two separate beasts entirely? Well, they're two separate beasts, I guess, but I, you know, and I'm not a traditional Chinese vet and that, that is its own modality, right? But I have been trained, you know, about the different five element types. I'm not familiar and I don't really use a whole lot of herbs, which is a whole different beast. And I have friends that do. Um, and I have friends that work with Chinese vets, but I use um, traditional Chinese medicine more as like a framework. So I often refer to um, the five different element types being wood, water, earth, metal, and fire. And so, you know, horses can be categorized generally into one of those or a combination of those. And I use that. And based on that, it can help you, you know, issues that might arise with that specific element type. So for example, um, with earth types, they're more prone to issues with the spleen, the stomach, whereas fire types, their associated organs are the small intestine and the heart. And so each, each different element type has its own associated organs, different issues that may arise like in where there is dysfunction. And so I use that as like a framework. For me, it's all about identifying patterns and homeopathy is the same way identifying patterns in the symptom picture and that can be through the whole horse's whole life and that can also be in its current state and so 
the traditional Chinese medicine, the five element typing is another framework for identifying patterns that can arise. And, you know, I'm working uh, with a metal horse now who had lung issues and lung is associated with the metal element. And so I just find it so fascinating when these things align. It's not black and white, of course, but I find it interesting. I think most people find it interesting to know like, oh, well, that's, that sounds just like my horse, you know? And then it also can be useful for different training styles. They, you know, the different element types learn in different ways. They are prone to different emotions, you know, how they react to trouble or problems. It changes from different element types. So yeah, I just find it really interesting. And so that's how I use traditional Chinese medicine. Oh, cool. So both homeopathy and traditional Chinese medicine have a strong emotional component to it. What do you wish or what do you advise your clients to look for in the emotions of their horses? It can be anything. So back to the traditional Chinese uh, medicine, metal and earth types are more prone to shut down their emotions, like suppress their emotions. Whereas your fire, water, and even wood types are more prone to like being more outward with the emotions. Like fire types are the, they're kind of drama queens of the, um, the five <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. They're kind of extra. And so they're prone to anxiety. And so, whereas like water types are more prone to fear and like fleeing. So, and then the wood types are like the ones that you see aggression with. And so whenever a horse is out of balance, you'll know it because your horse will be acting off like, oh, my horse is really anxious. They're barn sour. They don't want to leave. My horse is shut down. He's just like totally unexpressive. I can't get him to do anything. Those are signs of dysfunction and, you know, the horse being out of balance. And so I think we underestimate that because, well, I guess it's kind of a bit of a tangent, but I think buying and selling horses, I think we underestimate how stressful that is for them. I think we underestimate a lot of times horses living situation causes them a lot of stress, you know, if they're not with buddies, things like that. And so I think we cause stress in the horse's life in so many different ways, like just basically in everything we do. And so trying to mitigate, you know, their stress, um, um, so that you don't have these things. Us as humans, we're not always just happy-go-lucky and everything's peachy, right? These things come up, but if you know what your horse is prone to. I try and emphasize that it's not necessarily a training issue. Like I think sometimes whenever we have behavioral issues with our horse, we immediately, you know, want to try and train them or train fix the problem. Whereas sometimes what I experience anyway, is that if you can address the emotional side or whatever is out of balance, like the energy in the body is out of whack. And if you can address that, then a lot of the times these behavioral problems, the issues like the bucking under saddle or, you know, buddy sour or whatever, they kind of just fall away. If you can go to the actual root of the problem. That's an interesting point you bring up about selling and about living situations, because I think, you know, having previously worked as a broker, sometimes it would be difficult to nail down what is actually the horse's true personality, because right. maybe they yeah. are in a living environment that doesn't work for them. Maybe the spicy horse becomes the calm, happy horse, or maybe they go, what you take is the really solid citizen becomes something other than that when their environment changes and also just recognizing that horses change a bit for the people they're with. Yeah. And so nailing down, you know, what is that true personality? Right. And sometimes right. Be yeah, that, that, a challenge. And then as a broker, if you're stuck in the transaction and the horse doesn't 
personality doesn't go exactly as or arrive exactly as intended, then it all comes back onto you. <laughs> That's one thing with the element typing is that, you know, a horse can appear one way because it's just extremely out of balance. Whereas in reality, it might just be like, it might be coming off as a fire horse, but when reality, you know, once you get that horse back into balance, it might actually be an earth horse. And to speak to that too, how a horse can change sometimes with the homeopathy, I'm always working at like a, a soul level. Right. And, uh, if there is an emotional blockage, like there, there can be a blockage to cure. So you can be giving perfectly well chosen remedies, but if your remedy is not working, you might have a blockage. And one of those kind of scenarios can be an emotional blockage. Like there might be emotional baggage there that you haven't addressed yet. And I've seen it happen quite a bit where I give a remedy that is meant to address that emotional aspect there. And then the horse will act out for a few days. They'll be bucking or rearing or just being like, just totally out of control. And the owner's like, what is going on? Like my horse is turned into a dragon. And that's just those emotions surfacing. And it usually only lasts a couple of days and then they go back to their normal self. But that is, they're just coming up to be seen and surface and then healed. It's very fascinating. What are some of the other blockages that you have seen in your work? The emotional one is a big aspect. Uh, and then the other big one is just like an extensive medical history. Okay. Um, you know, years of uh, suppressive medications. Those are the two big ones that I deal with. And suppressive medications, is that ulcer meds? Is that butte? Most of what we give is suppressive. You know, it's antibiotics, it's steroids, it's vaccinations, it's, you know, even toxic processed feed can be very damaging to the gut. So, and then, yeah, a lot of um, ulcer medications are suppressed because they suppress the stomach acid. So yeah, when you have been doing this for years, you know, been giving these kind of medications for years and years, there's a lot to kind of unpack there because there's a lot that the body, the homeopaths use symptoms as communication from the body. The symptoms are trying to communicate that something is wrong in a specific disease to that body. And so that's why we look at symptoms as like creating a picture or a pattern of the horse's health versus something that needs to go away or be dealt with. And so I don't look at symptoms as a bad thing necessarily. It's just telling me a story, essentially. In years and years of suppression, you're not actually making that disease go away. You're just pushing it further into the body. And so you will continue to have other issues that arise. And so it starts at like skin level. Like, so you may start like my horse has itchy skin, dry skin, is really like Swedish, is really has allergies, whatever. And then if you treat that with suppressive medications, which is usually a steroid or something like that, or like a topical that's like a steroidal topical, um, it will eventually move further into the body. So then you can move to like the, what is it? Like the mesoderm layer, which is like the muscles and um, lymphatic system. And then it can go further and further all the way to the organ level. You can see where I'm going with this, where it just yeah. like, if you don't actually heal it, it just gets worse and worse and you will continue. It's like the body is sending out like a, a red flag or like an alarm that's like help, you know, and by trying to produce more symptoms and instead we're like, no, go away. You need to get out of here. Instead of looking at the horse's entire life history of its medical or its health issues that it's had. It's a very different way of looking at health than what we're used to. Wow, it is. This has been an absolutely fascinating conversation. And for our listeners out there, if you'd like to learn more about working with our guest today, Meredith Barrett, you can visit her at her website, 
which is www.remudabodyworks.com. And I'll spell it out for you. It's R-E-M-U-D-A-B-O-D-Y-W-O-R-K-S.com. And for more information about me and my exploration into the horse-human connection, you can go to my patron page, which is patron.com slash relevate. And that's P-A-T-E-R-O-N dot com slash R-E-L-E-V-A-T-E. Thanks so much for listening. (laughs) 